Hello and welcome to the I Am Woman Project, where every week we have deep thought-provoking and interesting conversations with thought leaders, change instigators, rule breakers and creative minds who think differently, sparking creativity and inspiration. Our special guests on our show cover a variety of topics just for you, and they share their personal stories to inspire, motivate and empower you, our listener. The I Am Woman podcast is produced for your enjoyment and show notes are found at www.iamwomanproject.com.au. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favourite RSS feed or iTunes. You can also follow us on Twitter at I Am Woman Project and Facebook. All links are in the show notes. Now let's get into the show. Today we have the innovative Pam Brossman. Pam is an 11 times Amazon number one best-selling author and calls herself Miss Innovator. After successfully creating her own expertise empire, her mission is to help more women turn their unique gifts, talents and knowledge into lifestyle business models with zero limits. She recently spent seven days with Sir Richard Branson and like him, believes if it's not fun, it's not done. Pam is a highly sought out speaker who loves spending time with successful entrepreneurs. She shares with us how spending time with Sir Richard Branson on his private island has changed her life. When Pam is not hanging down the beach with her family in Sydney, she loves to work one-on-one with women entrepreneurs at luxurious locations to help them design lifestyle business blueprints from their knowledge and expertise and turn them into a global brand. Pam believes success is a journey. The more fun you have, the faster you get to the top. I am sure you are going to get a lot out of this inspiring woman who speaks with such passion. So sit back and tune in and enjoy. Welcome Pam Brossman to I Am Woman Project. How are you today? I'm very well, Catherine, and thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's an absolute pleasure. It's been a long time, actually, that I wanted to. You uh, would would have loved to have you come to the show, so it's good that we finally connected. Absolutely. We're going to have a lot of fun tonight. I think oh. you and I are on the same page. Absolutely. Lots of fun. So, Pam, for our listeners, why don't you just give a little bit of an intro, a little bit about what you do? Okay. All right. Well, uh, I come from 12, 25 years corporate. And then when I was 39, I had my first and only child, a hunter. And I knew it was a crazy world in the corporate world. And I didn't want to choose between my son and my career. So I decided that there had to be another way. My husband was an entrepreneur. So I thought, well, if you can do it, I'll, I'll give it a go. So, uh, I stepped into the world after about two years of maternity leave of trying to figure out this world of, um, internet marketing. And, uh, so I self-taught myself how to, uh, you know, sell things online. The first thing I sold was million dollar notes on eBay, which was a really bit crazy, but it sort of taught me all about that space of selling things online. And then I sort of moved into creating journals and selling personalized journals on there. And each time I built a business, I sort of learned about 
how to build websites, uh, how to sell online, how to create my own products and I do a bit of affiliate marketing and then I kind of found my flow and, and sort of realized that I really wanted to help women uh, sort of create their own lifestyle business models instead of sort of having a choice of having to choose between their children and their career, how about you know, do what I was doing and, and jump in and take their expertise and turn it into a business. And so that's when I started Social Media Woman, which was a magazine that took me into video marketing. And then I sort of fell into self-publishing, became a 11 times number one Amazon best-selling author. And now I teach what the whole, you know, kabang. I teach people how to take their expertise and turn it into business models and have a global brand. Wow. Imagine what having two parents who are entrepreneurs. Imagine Hunter. What an amazing child. He's going to uh, grow up to be to have two entrepreneurs as parents. So you're obviously very tech savvy. No, that's the funny thing. I had no idea I'm all self-taught. That's amazing. I mean, for me, I always use the excuse that I'm not tech savvy because I always delegate most of that stuff. Uh, but self-taught, that takes time, a lot of time. So obviously you have spent a lot of time going through I and mean, we were having a conversation a little bit before the um the show some of the amazing stuff you do online so mm -hmm. maybe you could share that with uh, some of our listeners because I definitely wasn't aware of it well the reason why I got into teaching myself how to do it is because I mentor people and the biggest frustration I was finding in my market of women was there were so many people teaching the strategy but they weren't teaching the how so people were doing all these courses and getting that shiny object syndrome because when they got to doing the how they didn't have a huge budget to outsource it so they didn't do anything at all and then they jumped on something else. So I thought, this is so wrong. So I went and taught myself how to do these things. So when I did my mentoring programs, I said, this is the strategy, this is why you do it, this is the outcome and this is step by step how you do it. So I was able to show people and then those people who had a team or had the budget to outsource it could go and do that if they wanted to. So I teach everybody step by step. And the beauty about that is, is the money I have found and the catapult is in the teaching. It's not actually the doing, it's in the teaching. For example, the money or the success story and helping people has never been in the actual book. It's been teaching people how to write the book. So I created a magazine, except the success came from people wanting to create their own magazine. So I learned very, very quickly that to be successful, people who teach the outcome and show them step by step get to the top faster. And you obviously tapped into a gap there in the market because it's true. There's a lot of what to do and how and why to do it, but they don't go into the how. And I think that you know, from my experience, I know myself. It's it's um you know, and not just myself. I know a lot of entrepreneurs who are a little bit scared of you know getting into social media. And there's this fear tactic of, oh, am I doing the right thing? I don't want to put out anything out there in case I've you know done the wrong thing. And so it's it's um it can be quite daunting if you're not. Uh, used to it. Uh, it. Absolutely. And 
people have, especially women, they have a big fear of failure and, and looking really silly. So I think if I actually downplay this and say, look at me, I'm in my pair of shorts, I'm in my T-shirt, I've just gone and done this live stream, you don't have to be beautiful, just go out there and give it a go, play with it. And you know what, do it in the group. We've got this little group here, do it in the group until you feel confident enough to do it. I like to make people feel like they can achieve it, give them that win, that confidence, and then they can soar once they know that they can do it. So I actually like to be the one that shows them the how so that they get the win. So, Pan, you can tell you're very passionate about what you do. So what drives you to do what you do? My son. My son, uh, I had my son late in life. I, I didn't know if I was going to be a mum. I always wanted to be a mum. And uh, he's my pride and joy. And I I just want him to know that anything's possible and we have this great life and we travel around the world and, and Hunter comes with us. You know, he, he's been on YouTube. He shot his own video at the age of three. That's got about 3,000 views on there. Uh, he speaks. He shoots our videos with us. He gets behind the camera. You know, he lives the entrepreneur lifestyle and he's my why behind everything that I do. So I just want to show him and other women uh, that, you know, there's not just one way to do things. If, if you want to get out there and become your own boss, that there's a way to do it and I can show you how. If you don't want to do that and you, you want to, you know, be a career woman because I've been a career woman too, there's way to get to the top faster. So I went from being a secretary to getting into the marketing department and getting a $25,000 pay rise just by making my boss look good. Well, Pam, it sounds like the best part of your job is you've actually learned how to embrace being the entrepreneur and the uh, and a mother uh, while spending that time, the quality time with Hunter as well. Absolutely. He, you know, there was no one ever going to say to me that I couldn't turn up to his sports carnival. There was no one going to say to me that, you know, he's home in bed sick and, you know, I've got a tender in a bed and I'm sorry, this is more important. There's no one going to tell me that. So I just knew that I had to take control of my own destiny and when I could spend time with my son and, and he was definitely the, the reason why I got started as an entrepreneur. And it was scary too because I went from, you know, a high six-figure income to not knowing where the next paycheck was coming from. But when you know that you don't want to leave your child, you'll figure it out. And every time it came to sort of failure, I just say, Pam, do you, you know, the only alternative is to go back to work. And I just said no. And that's quite encouraging because I find that, you know, I actually work with a lot of women and you know, I think that one of the things is, you know, especially with women that are the mothers, is how do I embrace and combine the two, being a mother and being an entrepreneur or a businesswoman? And I find that sometimes some people do struggle to uh, embrace the two. Oh, gosh, I am definitely not the perfect mother. So that's something that you just have to do the best that you can and you know my husband and I share that workload and and it's beneficial for us too because we're both entrepreneurs so if I have something really big like I'm, I'm working on a product or I'm working with a client and we got tight deadlines then you know Steve will take over those times that I can't be there for Hunter and then vice versa if Steve's got something big on then you know we sort of work our diaries together but there is no perfect answer and, and you can't be the perfect 
entrepreneur and mum and so you just got to do what's you know what's best the best you can like my son at the moment he's sitting in my bedroom dying to turn the tv up and he knows I'm doing this interview but he's he understands mummy's doing an interview and he's turned the tv down so he just works with us it's just all he knows that's gorgeous absolutely gorgeous so Pam with the benefit of hindsight what would you have done differently in either your life or career I would have become an entrepreneur a lot earlier I probably would have invested in myself a lot earlier uh, because I tried to figure it out for free, especially in the early years because obviously we went down from my you know six-figure income down to only Steve working, so I had to be careful what I spent money on. And then when I realized, you know what, the, the more you invest in you and, and learn with people who are already where you want to be, the faster you get to the top. So one day I just invested in me. And uh, I just got it so much faster and, and it just took off. Plus you associate with a different level of people. So when I first met my husband, I was living on the northern beaches, which is, I don't know if many people here or your followers know where that is, but in Sydney it's sort of down on the beaches there. And and I met him and I said, you know, I want to hang out where the millionaires hang out. I want to know what sort of things that they do in their weekend and I want to think like they do. And so that's what we did. And it was that mindset of the people that you hang out with, you, you soon become, you take on their habits, you, you listen to what they do and, and, and very, very quickly we became one of them. Yes, Stephen Covey talks about that. You are a, a product of the people you hang around with. Absolutely. And the funny thing is nobody here where I live, I live in a multi-million dollar suburb, and nobody here you would ever know is a millionaire and we're one of the most philanthropic suburbs in the whole of Australia and it's just such an amazing environment but they think differently there's no uh it doesn't work there's always a way and I like that kind of attitude so what you're saying, Pam, and I'm, I'm I'm speaking for I guess for our listeners as well. Not everyone, I guess, is the you know has got that um, the luxury of living in those kind of environments. And so how would how would one start hanging out with uh, those kind of people? Where, where would they uh, look for if they're not living in those kind of environments? Uh, what do they do? But this is the thing. That's exactly the wrong thing because Steve and I. Didn't have any money when, you know, not a lot of money at all. So what we did is we went and found a one bedroom unit. And together we could afford to live in that one bedroom, old red brick, horrible unit. But it was in the suburb where everybody lived. And it was a mindset shift. And within eight months of being in that one bedroom unit, we then moved into a townhouse. And then from that townhouse, it was just a shift of the mindset of the people. You really just find a way. And even if it's a suburb to the left and a suburb to the right, then you actually, we walk the beach every day. We started making friends with people. We started getting invited to other people's houses. My son went to a school where everybody at the school was worth two, three, four, five, six billion million dollars. And so then you just get invited for a play date and then the mum says, stay for a coffee. You know what I mean? It's just the environment you put yourself into and then it all just rubs off and then opportunities open. And that's how we grew. 
My, my husband ended up going into a business partnership with the guy that he, he met in Newcastle and they bumped into each other where we live now, created this multi-million dollar business. This is really fascinating because it's, it's true, your environment plays a big part of your mindset. So if you change your environment, you can actually change your mindset and then create that reality for yourself. That's right. And the funny thing was, because we, we bought our first million dollar home and then something happened and we lost it. And it was a long story. It was what I wrote my first book about. And uh, we went backwards for a little while, but we never left this suburb. We went back into a unit. So we went from a million dollar house back into a unit. And then we lived there for four years, and but we were still socializing with the same circle of people. And it was that mindset of the hanging out in these million dollars houses that made me think, you know what? I got to the top once, I can do it again. And so I took myself out of the comfort zone and we went and rented a $2,000 a week house. And as soon as we went from that mindset of being in that little red unit and, and believing in ourselves again, we went and had our first $70,000 day. Wow, that's amazing. And it really does drive you, doesn't it? It push you when you put yourself in those kind of positions. It's self-belief, you mm. know. I, I, I fell down and I just thought, oh, gosh, I don't want to do this again. Um, but then I looked at my son and I just thought, I can't have him growing up thinking that his mum gave up. So I just thought, you know what, get out there and have another go. And we've never looked back. Now, you know, now we live in a three-story house overlooking the ocean and, and, and that's just the choices that we've made to believe in ourselves. I'll give you another example of this. We were given an opportunity. I had on my bucket list that I wanted to go uh, and spend seven days on Richard Branson's island. Did you think that I ever thought I'd ever do it? No, but it was something that I heard other people were doing and I wanted to do it. It was on my bucket list. And then a year ago, a year ago in April, it was my 50th birthday and my husband got an email in his inbox in the December. My birthday was in the February and it was an opportunity to go and spend seven days on Richard Branson's Island and he knew it was number one on my bucket list but he didn't say anything because it was by application only and he didn't know if we'd get in. So he applied without me knowing and we got accepted. And then he told me that it was going to cost us $100,000 to go. And in that moment, oh, we'd been saving to buy a house. And in that moment, I looked at him and I just thought, oh, gosh, I thought that's a lot of money. And then I just said, you know what, that's not the right mindset. What would Richard Branson think? And he'd say, that's a door that's opened that you need to walk through. So I wrote the check. And then last year, we spent seven days with billionaires and millionaires on Richard Branson's island. Wow, that would have been super amazing. So what did you get out of that? Spending the seven days there, that would have been life-changing. Um, the thing that I took away, the biggest thing that I took away from him is that if it's not fun, it's not done. Richard Branson believes that the more you listen, you hear about the pains that are going on around you and that you can be the solution to that. And he says, you do not have to have the skills. There'd be someone else who has the skills. But what he does is he walks into rooms and he says he just has a little pad and he just listens and business meetings and when he's out and about. And he says some of his billion-dollar businesses have just come from listening to a problem that someone's having in the room. 
And there was 25-year-olds, 28-year-olds, 30-year-olds for those seven days worth $800 million. Wow. And all they did was just take an idea that everybody said, you're crazy, don't do it. And they just said, well, you know, what have I got to lose? And they had a go. So that was the kind of people, but it was the island speaks to you. It was just the most amazing experience. It just makes you think what's possible. And all we did, we did crazy things on that island. All we did was drink and jump in 40 people in a spa pool. And we did, you know, skidding along the, the tabletops with um soap suds seriously <laughs> it was an experience and then during the day we would learn about different things about how he became successful and how we could become successful ourselves but it was all based around self-belief wow it sounds it sounds like absolute fun it was great yeah absolutely so pam what's the best piece of advice that you have ever been given the best piece of advice that I've ever been given, <sighs> invest in yourself is number one and follow people who are already where you want to be. So when I started doing that, my business took off and then I was actually an affiliate. Here's a quick tip I want to share with your readers. When I was first starting out, I had no idea how to create products. I just didn't know how to do any of that. So I decided that what I would do is I would go and hang out with people who already had their own products and then I would become an affiliate for them. And the thing that I learned from my corporate career is the more you make people look good and help them get to the top, the faster they will take them with you, like take you with them. Uh, and so I started taking that same mindset and doing it with these people. So there was these multimillionaires and they were teaching things all around the world online and I just started promoting them to my list and I believed in their products. I bought their products for myself and then I became an affiliate and I got really good at this. And then I realized, hold on a minute, I'm getting 50% of every one of these sales. Imagine if I created my own products and became the teacher and started doing what they were doing. And the minute I got that aha moment, I've never looked back. And so now I have people who promote me and become the joint venture partner with people who are perfect for my products and services, and I help them grow their business. And then now I teach people how to take their knowledge and expertise and create their own product suites based on their lifestyle business model because there's no one size fits all. If you've got a young child, obviously you don't want to go traveling around the world doing the speaker circuit, so you might want to create this product funnel because that's where the success is. You help people, you create leverage, you do it digital, stop thinking local, create a global business, and that's where the success story happens. So your idea and the business that you have now started off with you being an affiliate yep. for other organizations that have already got a product, yep. help expose what they do. Mm -hmm. And I mean, that's a great way. It was also a passive income, right? It's just another way of generating money on the side. But then you've then taken that idea and created it for yourself. So it's kind of reversed it. Now you've got people exposing what you do. Absolutely. But the thing too is, is the more you support these people, the more you become on their radar. For example, uh, I don't know if you know who Brendan Machard is. He uh, has the Experts Academy and 
I was a affiliate for him. I bought many of his products, went to a lot of his events, and I was an affiliate for him. And one day he was running this uh, launch, and he had all the internet marketers as affiliates, and they had prizes like worth $100,000 or seven days on an island with him. They had the most amazing prizes. And to get on the affiliate boards, very, very hard. But he had this competition where if you got in the top 10, you would have a fully paid trip to his $10,000 event in New York and I'd never been to New York so I said to my husband I want to win and he says well your Buckley's getting on there because every Tom, Dick and Harry that has a list of 100,000 people are going for those prizes and I said I don't care I'm going to have a go. I got on number 10 spot doing that and for that one experience, not only did I get on his radar, I got on every other internet marketer's radar saying, who the heck is this woman out of nowhere who knocked me off? I knocked my mentors off the leaderboard. So then they started saying, oh, Pam, do you want to promote my stuff? Opened up doors and, and that's when I created a global business and a global brand because then you start meeting the seven and, and eight-figure business owners around the world. Well, Pam, it sounds like you've got a bit of a competitive nature too. Like, I want this, you just make it happen. Uh, absolutely. I'm very competitive. The worst thing is my husband and I are even worse. He hates to lose, so we compete against each other. You know, we have a lot of fun and then it sort of rubbed off with Hunter. But I, I do it in the best interest of women because I'm a very woman-centric. I just see a lot of women struggling and I see a lot of women who've come from broken marriages and, you know, they were uh, being supported by their, their partner and um, all of a sudden they're really struggling. So I actually do it for a bigger reason. I just want women to become financially independent uh, so that no matter what happens to them in their lives, they're going to be okay. That's a good driver. And is that, are you speaking from experience? Is that maybe a lesson learned from some time uh, yes, ago? It is. Yes, it is. It's my mum was a full-time mum for 25 years. She was married and then she got divorced from my father and she'd never worked for 30 years. And the lifestyle, we come from a middle-class family living in Canada, so we had a pretty good lifestyle and she went from that to having nothing. And I just thought I never wanted to ever be in that situation. So before I met my husband, I was very, very successful. I owned two properties. I had a huge share portfolio. So I was a very successful independent woman and that was the driver behind it and still is the driver. People say, Pam, why do you keep on, you know, just focusing on women? You're losing half the market by not targeting men. I said, because there's a reason why I do it. I'm passionate about helping these women become financially free and plus have fun. I mean, like, look at me. I just went out to lunch today and, you know, I work when I want to work. I work in a pair of shorts. I have a great life and I just believe women should choose what they want to do. That's so true, Pam. You do have a great life. And, I mean, I think the driver, you know the why. And I think, as you said, if, if the why is big enough when you, you reflected on what your mother experienced, that in itself is a big driver for yourself. I mean, you sound like you're very driven from a very young age. Uh, I know. This is what I say to myself. If it's going to be, it's up to me. I went through a stage when I uh, lost my million-dollar house because it was a financial mistake that I made personally. And I, I blame myself for a long time and... 
I went into a, a state of deep depression for about four years and, and, and then I snapped out of it and I just thought, you know what, I've learned or I've done a lot of self-help books lately and, and they've sort of taught me that everything in life is a lesson and it's made me such a stronger woman today than I was when it happened all those years ago. I mean, that was about 11, 12 years ago now that that happened. So I just believe success is a choice. You either want it or you don't, and it's okay if you don't. If you're happy just doing what you're doing, that's okay too. But I never want to die wondering. So I'm one of these people who if I have an idea, I'll get up and I'll just have a go, and if it fails, that's all right. And if it doesn't, you know, it works, and I just grow and learn as I go. And, and so obviously because, Pam, you have got such a creative mind, does it keep you up at night? You're like a natural innovator, entrepreneur. Is that something call, that keeps you up at night? I call myself Miss Innovation. Absolutely. It drives my husband insane I get my best most successful ideas at 3 a.m in the morning and then I have to hit him and I say to him I, I know what it is I've just got this idea and he goes and I just go no I have to tell you if I don't tell you now I'll lose it so he's just got used to it now but I, I honestly can say hand on heart some of my best books uh, Expertise Empire which I'm launching at the moment came in the middle of the night uh, Digital Authors Academy came in the middle of the night they just come to me and I, I've i learned that during the day I'm just too manic I'm just go, go, go so it's actually when my mind stops at night time that I actually give it time for the creativity to come in and, and that's just the way it works for me Oh, so everyone has their moments. Some people say their ideas come in the shower. Yours comes over the evening when you're lying there at night just relaxing. Oh, I don't know about if I ever relax. It's really hard to turn your brain off. Do you have the problem turning your brain off? I think it's I've trained myself because I'm a little bit like you. I never stop thinking. I'm I'm very much an innovator and I'm always thinking of new ways and new ideas. And I do have an ideas book, so I write things down, which helps empty my head. Otherwise, I do bounce my ideas, uh, you know, back and forth until I, you know, get to the end of it. So for me, writing them out helps me because I do. At night time, I, uh, I do think about it a bit like you. I do think a lot. So I, and I, I think it's important to just switch off. So I've learned to um, do a body scan so I'm completely relaxing, reflect on my day a little bit before I go to sleep and really train my brain to just stop and pause that's great I've actually started doing a little bit of meditation I've been um reading a few books and finding that yeah I just have to try and calm a little bit because I mean I'm in the middle of going through menopause I've just turned 50 last year and and sometimes I just lie there awake and I'm just thinking I need to go to sleep so I've been I've been trying the the meditation and that's been working really well for me and but I still get my ideas in the middle of the night but as soon as I write it down on a piece of paper then I can go straight back to sleep and then I work on it the next morning but I'm a bit of a I like to start trends so if I see something going on in the US I just play with it here and I just thought what if we introduce that here in Australia that would be awesome so I actually like to start things yeah, so it sounds like I was going to ask you, if you had to pick one word that best describes your personal brand, I think I know what that would be. Oh, innovator. I'm just an innovator. For, for, 
always have been. And and where there's a will, there's a way. I really didn't like being in the corporate world because they always used to say to me, oh, that's not how we do it. And I used to say to them, but who cares if you get the same outcome or better? Oh, but no, that we have to do it in the procedures and it would drive me spare. So when I left now, it's a matter of um, if I can find a faster way to do it, then I just show people don't, don't do it that way, just do it this way. It's, it's quicker. Mm. So, Pam, as we wrap up, and we always do this at the end of our show, we always love to leave our uh, listeners with three golden nuggets. So what would be three golden nuggets that you would like to give our listeners? Okay, well, I recently wrote a book called Confident Chicks because I found that most of the things that hold women back is self-confidence. So one of the things that I talk about in my book is confidence plus clarity equals catapult. Once you have the confidence that you can do it and you have the vision and direction, which is the clarity, you will catapult very, very quickly. And another one is everyone has their own expertise that they can turn into an empire. You just have to innovate, create, activate, and nurture, which stands for I can. Oh, wow. I love that. So the reason why I'm creating expertise empire is that so many people are sitting on a unique talent and they don't even realize it. And when you niche down into being the expert of one thing, then you stand out so much faster than being able to be that one person that is the expert of everything and ends up being the expert of nothing. Mm. So what would you what kind of recommendations? Because I know some people I work with where they might they have a vision um, mm-hmm. and they might have the confidence, but they they procrastinate because it's got to be perfect, you know, and I, I always hear it's like get it out there and you can always, you know, work through it, change it, you know, nothing's ever perfect. And what would you uh, recommend for people like that that do procrastinate because it's got to be completely perfect before your eye uh, launch? Uh, I like to say imperfect is a new perfect. I've launched 11 books. There's been a mistake in every one of those books, but they can be fixed. They can be uploaded. They can be changed. While you're trying to be perfect, you're not impacting anybody's life. So the faster you get it out there, the bigger the impact. So make it not about you and about the people that you're not helping by being perfect and your attitude will change. Oh, I love it. Look, Pam, it's been amazing, very inspiring. You, It's been an amazing interview. I loved every uh, bit of this interview and obviously uh, it was really interesting uh, to hear about Richard Branson and your experience. It sounded like it was a lot of fun and obviously he sounds like an amazing man too. Absolutely. And I, next time I want to take my son uh, because he, he really believes in children. He loves children and he wants to change the way children grow up and, and learn about what's possible. So I want my son to experience the same journey. So that's the next thing on the bucket list, taking my son to spend seven days and hang out with Richard. Oh, fantastic. Well, I'm sure Hunter's going to have an absolute uh, wonderful future with two parents that are entrepreneurs and think like you, have the energy like you. It's amazing. Well, thank you so much for having and inviting me to your show. I love what you're doing. And um, I look forward to actually meeting you face-to-face and us hanging out and doing some fun things together. I'm sure we will, Pam. Thank you so much for your time and energy. It's been amazing. Thank you once again. Pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you.
That brings us to the end of the show. If you have any questions, please send us an email to jennifer at iamwomanproject.com.au or Twitter at iamwomanproject and we will get right back to you. If you were listening to this podcast on iTunes, please make sure you leave a review or rating about the show. We would love to hear your thoughts. That's it for now. Thanks for listening. Until next time, please take care.